Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad, too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money. Up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Hello. Morning. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? <laughs> yes, not uh, not horrific, but not been a great week at the office, has it? Uh, <laughs> um, this is all new to me. Yeah. Uh, so, well, how should we do this? Because we played Shrewsbury and lost 3-2. Yeah, which I went, had the fortune of going to. God, you went there, did you, and watched it? Yeah, that was a, that was a real sucker punch. How did we play? Oh, God, how did we play? I mean, we weren't fantastic. I think we were probably the better team in the first half just. But then, you know, we let that two-goal lead slip. And then I, 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 I turned to... I went, with my dad and my cousin and I turned to my cousin as soon as they had the long throw for their last goal. I thought, Oh God, this isn't going to end well. Long throw comes in, scramble in the box, whack. And then, you know, that's that sinking feeling doesn't go for hours. You got that. I was driving home, just like sick to the core. Was it 93rd minute? They got the winner. Yeah. 93rd, 94th, something like that. It was, uh, okay. Yeah. Tough, tough to take that one, but yeah, I don't, I don't think we deserve to win, but I don't think we deserve to lose. I think a draw would have been probably a fair result. Shrewsbury weren't anything spectacular. I don't, They shouldn't have caused us the problems that they did. If we had maybe fully fit team, you know, Czech Diabate, those kind of people playing, I don't think we concede some of the goals we conceded on, on Tuesday. Well, uh, I, I'm... Some people think I'm deluded. Yep. Uh, especially someone on Twitter who said I've got to read what someone wrote on Twitter did you see it? Uh, I, I might have done if you jog my memory I do I do like seeing the replies to our tweets okay so I put he put club in red right so we lost we lost on last Tuesday and we lost on Saturday as well against bottom of the league Burton this is from someone on Twitter club in relegation battle this is nine games into the season. <laughs> and we were like fourth about two hours ago. Anyway. Yeah. Always was if we got to mid-table. That'd be a massive overperformance. Frustrating as seems Forest Green is a relegation six-pointer and is a must-win. So I said, stop being a mopey bollocks. We'll yeah. be top six in four games time. Promise you that. And he wrote... <laughs> 
I think you need to see a psychiatrist to sort out your delusions. And I said, <laughs> and then he replied to something. I said, if three results had gone our way, we'd be fourth. And he yeah. said, but they didn't. Excuses from the club propaganda arm. Ooh. <laughs> Do you think I work for the club? Um, I don't know. I think I think he thinks that the club is saying t- telling us or telling you or telling individuals what to say, which is obviously not true. I guess that's what he's trying to stipulate Julian, there. Julian, Julian, cup of tea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, Milky. I think I think you genuinely are just very optimistic, which is refreshing. Well, that's all I've known of Exeter. Yeah, I'm not generally optimistic, but I am with Exeter. I'm like. So where do you think the optimism comes from then? Because you've seen. Well, we got promoted in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but even before that, though, before that, before we got promoted, you were saying, "Yeah, it's done. It's done. We're, di- we're up. We're up." Well, I just thought we were. I, I saw all the other teams in the league and I. League two, I was like, we better, we play better football than them. Mm. I think we do still play better football than a yeah. lot of teams. We've played we're fine, playing. we're fine. I think that the overriding issue that that is, I can't seem to get out of my head that it seems a concern is the injuries because they're racking up now. We've got Tim, yeah. Alex isn't fully, loads committed. of them love injuries, can't get enough of them. Yeah, we love them, <laughs> love injuries, love them, love them. I, I did some audio, not a lot, like three, mm. like going to the games. Did little. you go? Did you go by yourself? Yeah, I did. Ten minutes before I was about to go, my boy went. I don't want to come. Oh, oh really? So I started making him feel guilty. <laughs> Daddy's going to be on his own. <laughs> I don't want to come. Daddy's... Anyway, so I went on my own. I was like, oh fuck, this is weird. I haven't been on my own for ages. Mm. But you, you got used to the people around you now, so you're not really on your own. You're surrounded by your buddies, your seat buddies. I'm getting to know people and it's nice. Yeah. I've got stuff to tell you, actually. Okay. Okay. Really nice. Hello. It's half one. I've just set off to Exeter to watch Exeter v Burton. Don't know anything about Burton. I don't know anything about Burton. But I've... No, I don't know anything about Burton. Um... I'm wearing the jeans with the bus fly. I'm not even going to... I can't even bother to deal with that. I'm just wearing those. Uh, and uh, it's hot. I'm sweating. And I feel a bit apprehensive today going on my own. I don't know why. I just... I think for the last two or three weeks I've gone with someone else. So today I'm going on my own. Yeah, said that. So I feel like a prat again. Yeah. I'll get over that. I was in a mood. You're in a mood, off, off, but even before the game had even started. I was in a mood. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't be arsed with the game. Couldn't be arsed. Well, that's never a great start. <laughs> I always think... <laughs> it's not, is it? I always think that the... the uh, well, for me, like it's, it's actually when we go away, a lot it happens, but I always feel like the mood I wake up in, and it's completely... It's not dictated by anything. I just wake up in yeah. a mood. That, will, yeah. that influences the result of the game. If I'm waking yeah. up in a bad mood, I just think, oh, right, we're going to lose. It's done. Now, well, we the- know what influence this pod has on the team. Mm. Yeah. This-, right, this is a set that I did this about 15 minutes later because I, fi- I, could, I could feel it in my boat. Hi. Um, just approaching, just entering Exeter. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm tired. 
that's that's the only overwhelming feeling right now. I'm tired. Everything seems like a struggle. <laughs> right. So before you even got to the game. I'm normally really excited. I was like, for fuck's sake. I don't know what I was just like, uh, whatever. Yeah. But okay. it all changed as I turned the corner and saw the Adam Stansfield stand. Yeah. And suddenly I started feeling the buzz. Yeah. Because it was, despite Burton not taking so many fans, it still seemed like a good crowd. I think we had 6,000 odd, which is not, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. When I turned up, when I went in there, I was like, Actually, no, because my wife said right at the last moment, oh, I, I wouldn't mind coming. I was like, oh, okay. I thought I was going to bring the whole family, and then I looked. There weren't any seats. Uh, All yeah. gone. Yeah. So I've done a couple of notes. Yeah. Not many. Oh, that's it. I sat down in my chair. This old guy, I can't remember his name. Thank you so much, whoever it. He lent in. I bought you a couple of books. Oh, the History of Exeter City Football. He gave me two books. One was about Paul Tisdale, mm -hmm. the reign of Paul Tisdale, who I don't know from Adam. Yeah, uh, was the longest serving manager in the Football League at one point. Was with Never heard of him. Years. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have done. <laughs> but, and he gave me this other book, which is all stats and figures and about Exeter City, like going back over tens of years. Yeah. Such a lovely little gift. So yeah, I've got I've got to learn about Paul Tisdale then. Yeah, get get your uh, get your reading in. Your homework. Yeah. That's your homework. For next pod, I want you to tell me about Paul Tisdale. So for how many years was Paul Tisdale the manager of Exeter? You know, that's a great shout. That is such a great question. Um I want to say something. It, it was over I think it was over a, it was considerably over a decade. Really? Yeah. Was he loved by the supporters then? For years and years he was, but I think his reign came to a bit of a sour end. Why? Um, I just I just don't think he... I, I, I don't think he wanted to be here. I don't think the fans wanted him here. And it was sort of... Uh, okay, that, that's it then. That's that's the end. Right. Of what was... And what is probably our most successful manager in our history. So he got extra up to the League One? Yeah, so from the conference to League One. Back to back, really. Conference really? League Two, then League One. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a really nice gift. Yeah. From that guy. Um, I wrote. I, I only wrote a couple of notes down. Um, <gasps> flag. The flag. Yeah, the flag. This is that, huge. It's going to have to be reprinted. Yeah. So someone tweeted me. There was a my new football club podcast flag. So I got. I just as I went to my seat, I was, so I was buzzing. I sat down in my seat, and I where I thought it was in the ground, I was like, there's nothing there. I was like, oh, bloody hell, superimposed it onto another flag. Wanker. I thought, oh, it's no, this isn't really a flag. Looked over there. <laughs> there's a flag! There's a flag, and it's a big one. Yeah, it is a big one. Who did it? Um, my, my dad helps put up uh, some of the flags before the, before the game with a friend of his. Really? Um, uh, yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah, they go and they go and put the, the flags up before kickoff, and that's that's how they get there. And dad dad enjoys doing that as part of this sort of like match day routine. But the chap that dad does the flags with um, made a flag for the pod. Obviously, it was ordered before the you know the logo change and all of that. But yeah, 
Well, I love, I love you. Yeah. I'll pass on the thank you. Well, the love. The love. It's the love. great. So then I started thinking, can we create one of those flags that covers the whole okay. Big Bang? That'd be... <laughs> you know where they're all underneath yeah. you? You can't see the That'd flag. That'd be a great advert, wouldn't it? Oh, honestly, what a lovely moment to see yeah. that. And, and the club tweeted it as well from their official account. Yeah. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a really nice moment. And loads of people seemed, loads of people were tweeting it as well. Loads of people were looking at it and going, oh, there's a pod flag and it was just out of the blue. And it was, it was good. It was good to see. Really, it was heartwarming to see. Uh, I've put here, let's talk about the referee. Young, stylish, definitely good hair. Recent hairdo. Uh, absolute dude. The ref? Yeah. Okay. Best ref, best, when it comes to looks and looking after yourself, best ref in the league. Best ref in League One and League Two. Okay. That you've seen? That I've seen. Okay. Probably 38, good pecs, young. I always think of, uh, maybe this is wrong, but a ref's a bit, They can't, maybe they can't play the game, They but they want to get involved. And it's, I'm not having any dig at refs. But this guy, it's like, if you saw him in a nightclub, you go, who's this dude? Yeah. Well, you, you would, or just people in general? Everyone would. Oh, okay, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't really pay much attention to the ref, to be honest. Oh right, w- were you at the game? No, no. Right, I was... so you didn't see him from close up. No, I didn't see. Him Trust me. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Here's a question. Could he? Go could on. he? Could he make it as a model or anything like that? Do you think, or is it not that? Not quite. Uh, no, I think his time's gone. But oh. if you saw him in a nightclub, he'd be leaning against the bar, and you go, "Who's that?" And you go, oh, "That's John." It was John. Do he's a ref? Is he? Doesn't look like ref. a ref. Yeah, it's a bit of a bore. Like you wouldn't, you want to tell people you're a football refugee. A bit of a boring job. No, but this guy looks like he gives a lot of love—not love bites, but loads of women like him. Okay. Yeah, t- you know those tight black vests that they wear. Yeah. The what player. are they? I think Pierce wears them. What are they? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you're on the players. I thought you were about the ref then. Still, um, <laughs> they're just trackers. <laughs> But why do you wear them? Are they to support the back or something? Or the no, I think they just literally hold the tracker in place on the back. The There's tracker. Like a li- yeah, they've got a tracker which tells them how fast they're running, their heartbeat, how much distance they've covered. Um, what during the match? Yeah, I think even it monitors touches on the ball, sprints, jogs, walking. Are they all wearing this? Yeah, every player has a vest on underneath their top. Yeah. You've just blown my mind. Really? It's quite, it's, they've, they've been around for quite some years. So they can analyse their performance? Yeah, every, every, yeah, every single team will, will have these vests, yeah, which every, everything, it monitors every single thing. And, they, and on the bench, they can have a, they'll have an iPad, which gives them all the stats live while they're playing. You've genuinely blown my mind. <laughs> really? I thought, that was, I thought that was quite common knowledge. I never heard it. I thought because I always see Pierce wear it. I'm like, what has he got a dodgy back or something? If you, if you look that? in the warm-ups, a lot of them might have it over their training top because it's more comfortable. But obviously, during the game, you can't have it over your kit. God, but isn't that a bit tight? Don't you want to get? Ooh, don't know if I could relax. I don't know. It's just like I guess it's like a sports bra, isn't it? it just sort of keeps you. In... Well, I never wear warm one, John. Well, n- neither sports bra. <laughs> neither, but you know what they're like. They're tight, yeah. and they're just they're. I think they're more made for comfort, aren't they? Just sort of. So I think I don't think it's extremely tight. I think it's like wearing an Under Armour. Did I tell you I did an advert for Southampton Football Club a couple of years no. ago? No. How long ago? Two or three years ago. Oh, okay. 
So we filmed at their training facilities for the day. And, um, you know, we, fil we filmed everywhere on the training pitch and I met some of the analysts and coaches. And But we went into this little room. It's like a mini cinema. Yeah. And it's where the analysts go to watch the players' performances. Mm -hmm. And they told me that there are CCTV cameras all around Southampton training facility and they can watch whatever player they want to 24/7 whatever they're doing yeah like and just pit, just watch them for a whole game the cameras will just follow them for a yeah. whole that's mad yeah the, the the technology and the advancements and the different levels that teams are willing to take it to to be yeah. the best is incredible it really is and it's it's only going to get better as more technology comes into play but yeah it's important it, it's important data you know you need to know who's who's running who's not running who's touching the, who's getting on the ball who's you know all those kinds of things that you need to know and not only it's not only for your for the improved performance of ourselves as in Exeter city but also to monitor other teams and how they play which is why i was saying to you that having marcus on marcus flickcroft the head analyst uh, he's yeah. head of recruitment and head analyst he's his job is so interesting and he oh. plays it quite a lot, but he... Yeah, let's get him on. Yeah, oh. we, we'll, we'll sort that. Oof. He's such an, such an interesting chap, such a really nice uh, bloke as well, so he'd be, he'd be a good little good little chap. Question four, have you ever been in the changing rooms? Yeah. Wow. What was that like? Um, and why why were you there? What were you doing? It was after... We'd, we'd just won a game, literally just the full-time whistle had gone, and... I don't know what the reason was, but I found myself in there. Going through their wallets. <laughs> no, no, they were all in there. Oh, all right, the players okay. were in there. I didn't go in there and just start <laughs> taking yeah. tenors. God, you went in there after a game when all the players were. Yeah, and I, I heard, well, it, I, it was just. Well, did you pop your head in and go, all right? Yeah, I just said hello to everybody. Did you? Yeah. How could I, could I do that? Uh, don't know. I don't really know if. I mean, I, I had a little bit of special clearance, if you like. I did. Um, I did. I didn't go down on my own. I didn't just stroll in and go right, hello, chaps. If I um, walk after the game, if I walk around the pitch and went to the the players had just gone off into the tunnel. If I sort of walk no, around the barriers there, will be up. So okay, well, if I walked over the pitch, it, well, if you basically if I, if I got to the little check the hole, yeah. the tunnel, if I started walking down there, what would happen? What are you doing? What, uh, what, what would happen? I think you'd probably get. There's, there'll be a couple of heavy-duty stewards down there, I think. Ready right, I'm co-presenter of the My New Football Club podcast. Oh, yeah, okay, come straight through then. Would he? No. What would he say then? Get out. What, what <laughs> podcast? Get out. Yeah. Right. But, What's um, your name, buddy? Because you'll be mentioned on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know who the steward is, by the way. I don't think they have the same positions. Um so you tell me to get out. I don't care who you are. You're not going in. Yeah, I think. How it's... did you get in there then? Well, I, I went down with a certain individual that goes by the name of Julian. I think he'd always he'd always sort of promised me. Yeah. That one day oh, I'll take you down after a game and you could experience what it's like. Um, so I think we waited about three, four, five minutes after kickoff, and we were straight down. As soon as the, the sort of crowd and the the people had sort of filtering out went in and just 
heard the end of what Matt was saying for his team talk as, wow. we, as we come into the door. Yeah. And then Julian introduced me to the players and I was shaking their hands and speaking to them and they were just, you know, getting changed, getting ready to go in the shower. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Oh, this is, I really want to know this, the answer to this question. Okay. Who's last out of the grand? Who locks up? And is it lonely and scary? Okay, that's a really good question. So is it lonely and scary? I don't think so. I don't think anyone ever locks up on their own. I'd, I'd like to think not anyway, but I think the person locking up is um, Justin Quick, who... Wow, you know the name. Yeah, who, I think he's had lots of different roles at the club. I think at the moment he's COO or Chief Operating Officer, I think. is. I'd love him on to talk about locking up. Yeah, he's, he's quite a busy guy. Right, well, we all are. <laughs> so, some busier than others, to be fair. We're all busy, Justin. 20 minutes of your time, son. Okay, well, he is really interesting, super hardworking, super dedicated, one of those who just doesn't stop. Is, you know, one, God, one of the I'd love to why. hear him talk about walking down the corridor, turning off the lights. I think uh, I think I, I, I don't know if he still is doing it or if he's delegating or what, but I, I certainly recall him locking up the stadiums and he's got. Is it haunted? Is it haunted? Is this well? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> it might be. It's the ground haunted. Exactly, but you you know as much about that topic <laughs> as I do. <laughs> well, you might go no, yeah, it's haunted. I don't know the bat, like the away end's haunted by an old woman or something. I just wonder if there are any haunted football grounds. Something to think about. Yeah, definitely something to, to ponder on. So, the game. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here we go, the game. It, right, got, instead, of, let's try and sum it up for me in three words. They were better. They were better. Really? You, you think they were better? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought their strikers were a handful. Yeah. I really did. I thought they were good, good players. From what I saw of the game... And the CBs, yeah. Yeah. From what I saw of the game and what I gathered, uh, which is, you know, it's always harder when you're not there, but they just seemed so organised. We just did not look like we could break them down very easily at all. Although you say that, in the first 20 minutes, there were a couple of moments with Jay breaking through, another moment where Jay wasn't allowed to break through because they just held him back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, again, the first 15 minutes, I was like, oh, we're playing better football. We're, we'll be all right. And then from about 20 minutes onwards, they dominated the whole match. Yeah, and, and I think it, it boils down to that saying that we we keep saying to ourselves which is that each game seems to be determined on the first goal goal scorer the first team to score is often going to win because they're so tight I mean it wasn't the case at Shrewsbury unfortunately but I think a lot of the games the majority of the games are going to be sort of decided by whoever is the first scorer which is quite depressing really Flat this episode, isn't it? Yeah, 
but I think that's that's the reality of it. That's it's important to have episodes like this because there's so much. And there has been so many good episodes, not good as it, but uplifting episodes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful episodes. That you know, sometimes it's it's a bit it's a bit nice to be put back on your. No, it's not. It's bollocks. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I thought again. I didn't think they were. Oh, I don't know. Go on, go on, get it. Well, I, do you know what? We're nine games in. Four of the games we could have won yeah. easily. That's the important thing. Or drawn. A great point is that every game we've lost, we haven't lost by. Oh, we've been dominated. We've just no. We could have gone either way. Yeah. So although people say, well, yeah, but we did, did we, mate? No, we didn't. But we played well. We could have got a draw. We could have get, got a win. Mm. We'd be seven points out. We'd be top six. People talking about us being in the relegation. No, we won't. God's sake. No, we won't. I mean, sure, we're three points, four points above the relegations. <laughs> sure, I had a little look and went, oh, fuck. But two or three results, back in it again. Easy peasy. Yeah. But we're losing quite a few to injuries. Yeah, that that is the main concern. And it's not, you know, squad rotation players. When You know, Czech's arguably one of our best centre-backs. Sam Stubbs, when fit and when able to play is probably our best centre-back um, this season's displays haven't been anywhere near as good as last season but yeah I, I'm still under the elite. player of the season for me Pierce Sweeney so far yeah he's so important mm-hmm. his distribution is excellent I think yeah. at, at times and he's just strong as an ox player of the season for me he was man of the match on Saturday for us yeah um Yeah, well, that, this is this is the reality of. No, it's not the reality. Uh, um, unfortunately, David, I think it is. We're going up. Yeah. <laughs> See, every time you say we're going up, now there's a little bit less confidence in your. Uh... No, we go. When I joined last year, when the first game we watched, I think they'd taken eight points from eight games. It'd literally been seven draws yeah. on on the. Right? Then what? Then we went, then on we went unbeaten 20, and we made... Yeah. It's then. fine. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. A Jay run, Stansfield's going to start scoring. Yeah. He'll blow your socks off. Yeah. Once Jay gets a goal, I think we'd like, I'd like to see a bit more of Harry Smith. Try to get him involved uh, yeah. a, a bit more. Fuck. But, you know, the, the good thing is about, you know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you've always got, you know time to bounce back quickly I'm not sure there is a game this Tuesday but and we're away on Saturday aren't we yeah I against Forest we. Green I'm gutted which is on Sky though so you can watch it oh is it yeah yeah. oh Sky. cool yeah there's a great guy in my stand who when when the game's over he just stands on the steps when the players are coming over he's like yeah just on his Todd mm-hmm. yeah my fantastic I- my dad's a quite a firm believer in, in clapping the players regardless of the result. But it's just the way he can just... Yeah. Yeah. You want to be that guy. No, I'm all right. Okay. 
Oh man, fucking hell. We're not going down. We're not going down. We're not going down. Oh. We're well, going up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going up. Yeah, we are. I really, I'm, I keep imagining next spring, looking back going, God, do you remember when we struggled in the first, and then we just went on that amazing run? But that's the thing. Are we struggling? I don't think we are. No, we're not. No, we're not. I think a lot of, I, I, I think we're just even, like, sort of not overly playing amazing stuff, and we're not also horrifically bad. We had a bad week at the office. Um, like th- there's not one team that I've seen so far. You go, oh fuck, they're a they're mild better. Yeah, exactly. No exactly. way. No, I-, I think we're yet to see some of the top top teams. Um, but yeah, but we'll play well against them. Yeah, exactly. And then you have got the the Devon derby, which is never based on form. It's never ever. I was thinking about that during the game. I was imagining that away end being packed and what. Yeah. Oh my god, it's going to be heaving. They I won't can't wait. It's it's um. I cannot wait. Like I'm I said to you, it's so it different to a normal match day. So different, like the feel. Is it? It's so. Shit. It doesn't. I don't ever think. It doesn't feel like a game of football. It feels like. The, the best way I could describe, and I don't know if. if yeah, no, not quite that extreme. But I. That's the only game where I don't see it as three points, and I see it as like a one up. Yeah, yeah, we got him. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Are they good? Are they good, Plymouth? Yeah, I think so. Are they really? They're really strong. Fuck. They've just got they've got a massive budget. They've got loads loads of money. So they've got big squad, good players, big wages. They've always had that. They've always. We'll been... be all right, won't we, John? We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. I hope. I hope for the sake of Twitter that we're okay. Because you've been you've been you've been optimistic, very optimistic, and it could come back to no. Because I think we're going to do. I think we'll do well. Too good. We're too good. I think we. I think we're definitely too good to go down. But that never guarantees you're not getting relegated in football. You know. Right. I. I, I might as well talk about it. It's not going to happen. But I was sat there going, "Fuck me! What is a relegation battle like? It must be so intense." It's torture, absolute torture. To be fair, it must be fucking brilliant. Um, if, if you escape, yeah, we well, there was there was one season that I think we, I spoke about on the Alex Lowe podcast, which was yeah, we did because it was about how my cousin had got squished up against the barrier, but we stayed up on the last day of the season in League One, uh, and we'd I think Matt Taylor playing for us that day scored an own goal, right. Um, and we needed to win to stay, to stay up to guarantee it. And Ryan Harley scored uh, pretty late. I think it was like 87th minute winner oh to keep God. us up. It was that is what that is one of the other than the Barrow game. That's probably the best game of, of my life because it was uh, that was when I, I was still pretty young. Then that's when I realised, oh yeah, I love this place. I want to come back. I can't. I cannot imagine what it's like. When you get to the last couple of months, you're like, we need points today. And every point is, every, every you're scrapping, a scrappy games. You you start thinking, oh God, maybe we can't play the way we want to play and you've got to go more direct and you've got to be a bit more... 
it it's 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 um it messes with the mind the relegation battle because it makes you start doubting everything you think you know. <laughs> oh God! Oh, and these these backroom staff they're professionals and listen they know if we if we beat Forest Green in the next on Saturday, suddenly we're feeling nice again. And we win the next game, suddenly it's very fruity. I said this from the very beginning, it's going to be an up and down season. Right now we're in a down. Where's the only place you can go after a down? Downer. Up. Up. There we go. <laughs> Correct. Right. I'm having a look. Okay, let's yeah, okay, yeah, let, let's go through the games and you tell you tell me how many points we're going to pick up from each the game. The next four games. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Forest Green away. One nil. To us. Three one. To us. Two Three one. one. Two one to us. Yeah. Okay. Exeter City Bristol Rovers at home. Yeah. One all. Ooh. Okay. Exeter City Oxford United. We lose one nil. We lose two one. We skipped the game. Did we? Yeah, we missed Barnsley. Barnsley. Away. Away. Shit. We lose one nil. Okay. Oh god, back to back losses. That'll be another tough week for the pod. We draw one all. Oh, okay. Four points from four games. Okay. Uh, That's crap, actually. What? That's crap, isn't it? Is it? (laughs) Is it? I don't know. Well, not. It's not. It's not great. I mean, it's not going to set the pod's atmosphere on fire. But okay, let's do it again. Forest Green, we win 3-0 and we win comfortably. Okay. And we put in a proper performance and Matt Taylor sticks a rock out of their ass. Okay. Right. Bristol Rovers, everyone's a bit nervous. We win 2-0 and we win well. So we're now we're feeling comfortably. We go to Barnsley, they go 1-0 up. We Luckily, we get a goal in the last five minutes. We draw one all. Great result that would be up there. Yeah. Exeter City v Oxford United. Doggy performance, 1-0. We take 10 points from four matches. Okay, well, that's a bloody big jump from five minutes ago. You said four to ten. <laughs> yeah. Ten points. All right, and we would be, if we get 10 points from the next four matches, yeah. we'll be on 21 points. I reckon we'll be about fifth or sixth. Okay. And then after those games, we enter what is a really tricky period. So we have Fleetwood at home. Not the hardest game, but they've been a little bit dark horses this season. Then we've got the real, this is a real concerning period for me. We've got Derby away, October 25th. Plymouth away, October 31st now, changed. And then we've got Peterborough at home. Followed by Ipswich at home. So just... For clarification, I think Peterborough, Derby, Plymouth and Ipswich are all currently in the top six. We then play Morecambe away, which is a heck of a journey, about five, six hours. And then we've got to play Sheffield Wednesday at home. Another one of the big boys at the top. Barry Bannon. It's the Barry Bannon game. The Barry Bannon game. That is a really tricky period. If we come out of that relatively unscathed, we could be starting to look upwards. That's when I, that's when I'll have made my decision, truly, on where we'll where we're going to finish. And what After date is that? When those tenth of December, are... right in your diaries, people. <laughs> I'm fucking out. Tenth of December, 
you will have at 5.01pm there will be a tweet released by my Twitter account and it will tell you exactly where we're going to finish. So we're either, we'll either be top eight, top ten, or we'll be root, rooted at the bottom. No, it's not, I don't think it's going to be that extreme. I think it's not going to change. Uh, no, you know what? could change over there. I'm still so unsure. I'm so desperate for championship football that I cannot handle the thought of going down. I am not going down into that shitty league. Fuck. It's not going to happen. It's, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> this is a classic case of denial. Right? <laughs> we're fine. We are fine. What is everyone even waffling about? Like you said, we're not getting... If we're getting twatted 4-0, 5-1, 3-0, we go, oh, shit. We are so not. No. We're so not. And... And three games ago, we were, you know, how many? Yeah. we were doing brilliantly. We're all waxing lyrical about the team. And now all of a sudden people are a couple of losses. You know what? No, I've had enough of the negativity. Thank you. I went on the Facebook page, Exeter City Facebook page. Rain it in, boys. This is coming from probably some chappy with no coaching badges, no experience in the uh, footballing industry. And this is the problem. <clears throat> It's just so it's so fickle, and you can't read it. You can't read that kind of stuff because it just drains you of any optimism, I it. excitement. I love it. I bloody love it. Yeah, but it's just—is it not boring? You're just reading the same crap over and over again, the same terrible opinions over and over again. We could and should have been four nil down at half time. So overall, yeah. that might be the worst week in the podcast history, right there. That is the that is that's the that's as low as it goes. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bounce back. I really Matt Taylor's bloody brilliant. He'll, he'll make it happen for us. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. And yeah, we've yeah. got some super players. Yeah. So all's well. We'll be great. Yeah. Who's panicking? Not me. God, what will we be like if we go down? Anyway, let's. Uh, that's don't even speak. Can you imagine being super miserable on this podcast? If nah. we had a tough time, no, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see. I don't see us ever being miserable. I mean, this was a relatively miserable episode, but it's not all doom and gloom. It's a couple of games, six points. Bah, I don't get out of bed for six points, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's always going to be bumps in the road. That is so true. Very, very true. Great little sentence. Yeah, that just calms you down, doesn't it? Realizing, yeah. oh, yeah, there's going to be bumps. I just think. I know we're waffling on. I just go, we can easily win the next two or three and then we're just, just let the boys do their thing. Exactly. No right. one needs to panic. Yeah. No <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Cheers, John. No worries. We'll catch oh, up we're, we're, We've got a, we're interviewing tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah. And Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So you've got Craig and Scott. Yeah. Then James Gill. Then yeah. Charlie Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And so it's a busy okay. week. Busy, busy yeah. week. Yeah. Exciting stuff. All right. Well, um, have a good day. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Catch you soon, Cheers. David. Bye. Bye. Bye.